Welcome to Cinema Tea with JV. Every episode, I'm going to pour myself a cup of tea, and I'm going to talk about a movie that I watched. So, come and join me. Pour yourself a cup of tea, sit back, and listen to this episode of Cinema Tea with JV. Fucking babies and gentle vays and other people. Welcome back. Uh, we are today doing fucking all all dogs go to heaven. Um, I was going to say, you didn't even invite the dogs. You said babies and gentle thems and not even any puppies in that. So <laughs> fuck hmm. the dogs. We're, we're, the dogs. Go, these dogs are going to hell. Um, I, I hate I hate you for saying that, <laughs> but we'll get into this. We're going to get into this. Doggy uh, hell is very weird, but OK. Um, yeah, anyway, yeah. <laughs> cinema tea with JV, cinema tea with JV. I said cinnamon tea on accident. Cinnamon some... tea is delicious. Yeah. I, I do have some of that. It is <gasps> too hot for that right now. It is 73 you. degrees outside. Ooh, yeah, it's it, 71 over here. I don't understand why it's like that. First of all, we should never have the same weather. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> Fundamentally, that should not be happening. Technically, uh, on the West Coast in, in California, it's colder on the technicality of it. You said it's 73, it's 71 here, so. That is nonsensical that that is not okay but here we are like i'm just in here sweating in the booth and i'm like why am i sweating this is so weird and then i looked at the temperature thing and it said 73 and i'm like why is it 73 in the evening in fall that's that does not make sense um but like, i fine. do have an answer you're not gonna like it it's climate change ha <laughs> God, and I'm sure the fuckers in this movie didn't help. Anyway, we'll get yeah. there. We're we'll back on Bluthfest, baby. Bluthfest Blue? 5. Is that is it the fifth movie? I just it was alliterative, and that's why I liked it. I think so. I might be wrong, but like mm -hmm. spiritually, I feel like that's correct, so we'll go with it. Yeah, Bluthfest 5, baby. Oh now, man. Now what did what did Donald Virgil Bluth bring us today? Is his middle name Virgil for real? <laughs> I don't know why that just like threw me through a loop, but I'm like, what? What a weird choice. Well, okay. So Don Bluth brought us some shit today. Um now <laughs> it is Virgil. Wow, that's insane. Um anyway. <laughs> Don Bluth brought us some wild shit today. Um some wild, wild shit today. Mm -hmm. But you know what? What? I know I'm, I know I was starting, like, coming out the gate kind of, like, harsh on this movie. And that isn't fully going to change. But what I will say is that this isn't nearly as bad as it could have been. Absolutely. Uh, I think, I think what it is, and I love this movie. But what I think it is, is that there's, like, an insanity to it. Like, it's the insanity of everything that's happening in this one film. Because if, like, two of these things happened in this film, you'd be like, 
okay, yeah. Mm. Three of these things, you're like, wow, that's a lot, but okay. But, like, all of them happening at once, like, in the Mm -hmm. same, like, span of, like, 80 minutes is a little, it can be a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Like, this is a really, okay. First and foremost, this film is set in 1930s New Orleans? Mm-hmm. And there's, like, no black people. So thing number one. <laughs> fucking what? I'm, I'm noting that as thing number one. There are, uh... there are animals that are coded as black in very odd ways, but we'll get to that in a second. There's also, uh... <laughs> like, black voice actors for the animals as well, but yes. continue. No, that, that, that actually, that does track, and that makes sense. The thing, that, that part I will also just give them credit for, because that's, like, not a thing that I feel like it in, what was this, 89? Yeah, 89. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, this was the same year as The Little Mermaid. I can't. I'm... <laughs> Which one do you think is better? No I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't uh... I don't think I need to go on record answering that. <laughs> I think everybody knows. I think everybody knows. Um, but I like truly I don't hmm. I don't dislike this movie. I, I don't. It just got real it was overwhelming. But the ending I felt like redeemed it a lot. Like, really a lot. That last scene really did a number at making this movie, like, good for me, anyway. It it sounds like all you need to hear is someone say, I love you, to one another, and then you're like, I've actually... Everything about this movie is fine. Like, if Quentin Tarantino throwed in a few, like, threw... Throwed? Threw in a few few, uh, I love yous in, um in, I don't know, like, Kill Bill or whatever, uh, then we're all, like, normal about it. No. Um. <laughs> no, not Quentin Tarantino. Nothing can redeem any of those fucking movies. I hate every Quentin Tarantino movie I've ever seen, except Kill Bill, but I was a child and I didn't know any better. And having rewatched it, I fucking hate all of his movies, in- in- you know what? including that one. I'm I'm gonna say something controversial. I feel the oh, same here. way about Wes Anderson. <laughs> oh no, that that feel that makes a lot of sense to me. I do not remember what movies he has made though. Like, hold on, I'm gonna look it up real quick. Yeah, yeah. While you do that, um, I'm just gonna give uh, like I, uh, I I don't know if you want to spoil this film or not, oh. but this film is exactly what it sounds like. I mean, not at all, but, like, um, (laughs) there is a dog, and he dies. He dies in the film. You see it happen. Um, Mm. He goes to heaven because he is told by a doggy angel that all dogs go to heaven. And then he decides to test this theory by stealing his life clock and reversing it so he can go back to Earth. And the doggy angel then says, well, you're going to hell. (laughs) (laughs) Girl, you ain't gonna make it. You go, you gonna go right on down to the, oh, now that I've seen, okay. So now having looked at some of these, I, I, I largely agree with you. I think about Wes Anderson. Um, I think 
there is potential with some of them, but they are the ones that I wanted to see and never saw. Mm-hmm. If that makes yeah. like specifically the Grand Budapest Hotel and Darjeeling Limited, for some weird reason, those are the two that I sort of wanted to see. I no, I get you. I get you. I think based uh, we on can get title, in... but anyway, that's can... separate. Um... <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say we can get into this in a bit. Uh, yes. Um, so okay, so yeah, so fucking d- fucking Charlie B. Barkin. I just realized that that's his full fucking name, <laughs> Charlie B. Barkin. Um, <laughs> Donald. Donald. Donathan. Donald Virgil. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck, dude? Anyway, um, this is this is a really weird one. Um, and then Carface Carruthers. Why the fuck is his name Carface? Is his name Carface literally just because he goes on to like murder somebody? Like, is well, that... Car- Carface, okay, so Carface uh, is the kind of uh, antagonist of this film, and Charlie and Carface and a bunch of other people in this film are essentially in a mob, and I'm explaining mm. this because you'll then realize that Carface is like Scarface. Fucker. Fuck. Yeah. Motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Mother of shit. I... This movie makes me viscerally angry. <laughs> yeah. In He's... in like a very bizarre way this movie kind of makes me mad. But And like... I just I just I want to share with you this little known fact uh that two of the voice actors of this film uh these were their final roles before their death. Mhm. Two. Two of the Who were the two? Not uh well, Judith, this was a posthumous release, her last performance, but not. Yes. Which got, that does make that last song and that last scene hit different, mm-hmm. like extremely different in a oof. Yeah. That was yeah, I think, I will, the reason I like felt exceptionally bad. I will say, um, I know we kind of avoided talking about it in Land Before Time, but we, I think yeah. it's fair to just kind of put mm-hmm. our toes in just because of the uh the 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 importance and impact of the song but um uh so this actress uh, uh Judith Barcy um was unfortunately uh 10 years old when she passed away um it was unfortunately a very um brutal um way that she you know left this earth and i don't think we should get into that but i think yeah, we should no. talk about um the fact that she had been um a part of Don Bluth's films, so Land Before Time, she played Ducky. She was the mm-hmm. original voice of Ducky. And um, she was also, obviously, the uh, orphan from this film, the seven-year-old Anne Marie. Yeah, she sure mm-hmm. was. Who can uh, talk to and understand animals, which um, they, j- they leapt right in with that and didn't really explain that that was weird for a minute there. <laughs> Like they, like, like I, I was left wondering for a couple seconds there. Like, is it weird that she can do this? And also, how and why? 
like how did that happen when did she develop the... there was a lot of backstory questions i had about that but like you know what I, I i won't ask them because clearly they did not see fit to put them in the story but a, a girl who can talk to animals sure let's go with it that's fine um well, i just think it's kind of slay of her you know i think that's very like <laughs> very disney princess of her and we do yes. love that for her yeah i do love that i love to see it i love to hear it she yeah. she is also uh, she's an orphan and she has the ability to talk to animals so like she's kind of a mary sue if you think about it um <laughs> but, but like <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. I don't know why. I don't know why that was specifically the word that I wasn't expected to hear. Like, yeah, like, I, I mean, <laughs> that was good. That was good. She's she was like an orphan. Well, like think about it. She's an orphan imprisoned by dogs. Which, like, what? Uh, and then she gets kidnapped by another dog to like essentially do bets because they're all gangsters. Um, oh, to boy. talk to, so she talks to like horses to be like, who's gonna win the race today? Or she talks to like the mice and like mice races and stuff. So that <laughs> Charlie B. Barkin and his buddy Itchy, um, voiced by our Dom DeLuise, uh, yeah. uh, yes, King, uh, but, um, she, she does their bidding for them to make them money, like human money, which I'm like, who? So, I know there's a lot happening in this movie, but, like, what is the... Who are they buying these things from? Like, are they going and doing their little shtick where they're, like, standing on each other's shoulders? That was into, like, horrible. That was stores? so cute. <laughs> that was... Or is... Mm -hmm. Well, I'm just like, is does capitalism exist within... I mean, capitalism exists within the dog world because we do see... Because they the have poor... a whole, like, thing. They have a whole... Right. Yeah. And honestly, probably. Speaking of whole, do you want to talk about your kink meter? Oh, that's a good one. Okay. <laughs> so I'm giving it four because like, okay. um, <laughs> I'm giving it four for this one. One for uh furry, just general, like general furry mm -hmm. vibes. It's, it's yeah. there. We all know it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, two, uh, or what i'm going to just again term dogs that are hot animals that are hot for some for some unknown reason and are probably in drag like that's that's number 2 St three strong domineering women which is like a certainly a thing for him like we like it 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 comes up later and more so which is why I'm going to list it as, like, a third one. And then... Right. Oh, wait, no, actually, shit. Sorry. The the last two were technically one. So it's either that they were drag queens or they're just strong, domineering women. It's one or the other. Not quite sure which. Um, the third one is actually uh, being tied up yet again. That was another one that happened several times, being tied up and dangled over something. And then number four, which was uh possibly vor like yeah. A, yeah um yeah now do you care explaining uh well 
people get eaten by other animals, like animals that are technically people get eaten by other animals that are also technically in the context of this movie people um, uh-huh. in that they are protagonists that we're supposed to be following, whatever, and antagonists and uh-huh. players in the thing. And we as humans are watching it and supposedly relating to them as if they are uh, human creatures. Um, and they eat each other. So I don't know if I'm gonna get in trouble for this, but I doubt Sorry. anyone from like my past <laughs> listens to this. Um, I have you ever met anyone who is into Vore? Because I had a friend <laughs> from high school who I thought was going to tell me that he got somebody pregnant, and like uh, I don't know because he said it was so serious. He needed to talk to me after school. It was in high school. <laughs> Uh, and he invited me over, we were hanging out, and I was like, is everything okay? What's going on? And he's like, I have to tell you something. I'm into Vore? And I was like, okay. And I didn't know what that was. And he was like, do you know what Vore is? And I was like, I guess not. I mean, do you? I I don't know what it was. I didn't know what it was. Oh, God. And (laughs) he explained it to me, and I just remember being like, oh, um, did you do the homework last night? <laughs> because what the I, fuck else are you supposed to say to that? Like, what? how else is that conversation supposed to go? Like, I, this was not a well. kink-shaming experience. I'm shaming the... <laughs> I'm not kink- shaming his kink. I'm shaming the fact that the conversation was just so awkward. And, like, why he wanted to tell me specifically. Mm-hmm. And, like... Just, uh, you know, again, not king shaming, you know, do your yums or whatever. Yeah, don't yuck other people's yums. Um, Mm. Do your yums, you know? Um, But, sorry. My mildly king shame. Largely because the only Uh related one that I can possibly see to that one is cannibalism. Um, And I, I feel comfortable shaming that one um i'm not gonna get into that but i just i feel comfortable shaming specifically and only (laughs) cannibalism that's the one that's 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 my line like that's that's my line for that's my line for when i will begin king shaming is cannibalism um also love that it's that far out like I love that that's where my line is. It's way the fuck out yeah. there. But hey, yeah, it's it's cannibal <laughs> cannibalism levels of like all the way over there. Um, I'm so yeah. sorry. I didn't mean to make this about no, no. my former friend. <laughs> that is also fine. I mean, like it, it. Oh boy, that part just got a little uncomfortable, and that is connected to another thing that made that made me marginally uncomfortable, which is uh-huh. um this thing that I believe they called in a video that I watched at some point, they called the big-lipped alligator. Now, here's the thing. First oh. of all, that title, racist as shit. But I'm I'm going to let that go because it, there's there was a reason for it. And it, and it, made, it made sense. I do not feel comfortable with the people who came up with that name. I was going to say, that is for sure a Doug Walker nostalgia critic joint, isn't it? Yes, it is. So yeah. I'm not I'm not comfortable with the people who made the term, but here's the thing. That is what that is. Uh that that was what what that little dude was towards the end of the movie. Um now 
that was a year old Ken page. Uh, and I, I need to note the way this character is listed on Wikipedia real quick. King Gator, an American alligator and voodoo witch doctor living below the streets of New Orleans. Holy shit. Um. <laughs> okay. Like, okay. First of all, that is what we got. That is who that was. Wow. The thing they d neglected to mention there is that he was also a cult leader. Yeah. For some reason. If someone could just, like, go in and update the Wikipedia for All Dogs Go to Heaven. I'm banned from Wikipedia, so I can't. Um, <laughs> yeah, my IP's been banned. Verified. Um, um, <laughs> yeah, so honestly, if someone else could go in there and do that, that would be great. Um, just well, yeah. yeah, because I don't know where they got Voodoo Witch Doctor out of that, but I wouldn't be surprised if that's how they described this alligator. Right. I, th well, I, I I posit that this is a sequel. Um, oh. That this is a sequel movie. Uh, this movie is a sequel to Princess and the <gasps> Frog. Oh my fucking god! My, <laughs> my reasoning for this is quite simple in that it connects via the alligator, but also yeah. um, this movie is like in the fiction of the movie like 10 years after that movie it is you're right you know what it is set in 1920s new orleans mm -hmm. uh 1920s. and 1920s 1930s. 1930s it's right there oh my god oh my god you're connecting so many dots it makes wow. sense and also like that is the last of the uh <laughs> That's the last of the actual canonical black alligators. Black yeah, coated alligators. <laughs> but also, you're kind of giving all dogs go to heaven a lot of credit because oh, absolutely Princess am. and the Frog actually had black people in it. Yes. Yes, it did. <laughs> in um, 1920s New Orleans. Which makes it like, okay, so for me, that that makes... Hmm. It's weird to have that be the thing that makes that movie better for me. Um, also, the music is just objectively better in um, in Princess and the Frog. Like, that's simply oh, for true. Sure. That's just a Disney movie, baby. I'm going to come at it because we're recording this a couple days before Halloween and literally about oh. an hour and 15 minutes before I'm about to go do some religious practices of my own. Um, the portrayal of voodoo in this movie is non-existent, because, which is why I'm like that one, like other than a random fucking cult under the streets of New Orleans for some yeah. reason, like other than that, like that like without like that that's it that's that's the portrayal which i don't know if that does more harm or less harm than most of princess and the frog simply based on princess and the frog's weird understanding of what it is and still managing to get it wrong 
I get that. And like, here, here's okay. I'm having a lot of thoughts on this theory now, which I do really love. Um, I, you know, I didn't expect kind of. I expected to come into this space with you, and be like, hey. They had 17 different plot elements to this movie. They she sure got fucking did. pneumonia randomly at, at like the last 20 minutes. Fucking 11th hour. <laughs> yeah, 11th hour pneumonia with her magic orphan powers. Um, she did get adopted at the end. I thought we were going to kind of explore like the 50 different stories this was telling. We for but sure instead will. We're, yeah, it, instead, I'm kind of in this place where I'm like, hmm. would... How Tiana would probably be the like she could have adopted Anne Marie. Oh, that would have been like, so cute. Oh. Yeah, like where the fuck was uh <gasps> Tiana and her boyfriend, her fiance? I can't remember his name. <laughs> uh, Naveen. He's so hot, Naveen. He's, Naveen. Naveen. He's so hot. <laughs> Not me forgetting Naveen, <laughs> the prince of that movie, because he's that relevant. Um, <laughs> yeah, I love him. He's not relevant to this movie. Uh, oh no! Other than the no, whole no, no. thing is his fault, but fine. Um, <laughs> God, yeah, I, I love. I do love that movie. I feel like I need to clarify that for the lovely listeners. I do love the Princess and the Frog. It's one of my favorites in general. That said, hmm, <laughs> hmm, mm. is. Yeah, mm. it could have done better on certain things. Is how I'll leave that. But like, back to this movie, the music. Um, who let Burt Reynolds sing? That was so fucking funny when you were like, <laughs> "What?" Because <laughs> it literally sounded like Norm Macdonald doing his Burt Reynolds impression, and it was just Burt Reynolds. Like it's so bad. It's so and he wasn't bad. even trying. It like it was almost like he was doing his hardest not to try. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like I, I literally went down to the went down to this bit here to just double check that he was actually singing. Mm-hmm. Um and it it doesn't say he wasn't, and it doesn't list somebody else as the singer. That makes me so upset. Um, for the simple reason of like, God, why did they? Why did they make this a musical when they knew they wanted him to be in this role? Presumably, that would have meant they would have checked to see if the fucker could sing. And I, as yeah. I say that, let me look at the let me look at his career and see if at some point he was a singer because I've been surprised by that shit before. Well, like, and that's, here's the thing. Let's, let's talk a little bit about the voice cast again. Mm -hmm. Uh, Burt Reynolds. Okay. Um, we got our boy Dom DeLuise crushing his, every role that he is given. He, especially under a Dumble joint, he is killing it. He is Mm -hmm. bringing his all. He is, he is. I, 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 he, he is the most, he's itchy itchford, you know? Yes. Um, and the, he is just itchy. Um, <laughs> and, uh, I'm sorry, I got distracted by the fact that in the sequel, All Go- Dogs Go to Heaven 2, uh, they replaced Burt Reynolds with, uh, Charlie Sheen. <laughs> Which is 
that's some insane shit to know. Like that's, that is, that is an insane fact. That is so funny to me. Uh, also, I feel a little funny. bit bad. Uh, this is not Burt Reynolds' first time singing. Um, Ooh. The, Burt Reynolds released a fucking country slash easy listening album in 1973. Burt, what the hell? <laughs> and, and sang in two movie musicals. A oh, long, Bert. a long last, at, sorry, at long last love. That's a terrible title. Um, and The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. Wow. But that's it. So, so why? It's almost as if, like, he walked in there and he was like, I don't need a voice coach. I don't, I, I'm Burt Reynolds. I've done, like, 12 country albums or whatever the fuck. And then he sang and... People in the booth were like, well, we can't tell him this sucks. He's Burt Reynolds. You know? Mm. That upsets me a lot. I feel they like should have told him. Like, it's it's <laughs> not good. I mean, rest in peace, Burt. Like, uh, but brother, I hope that if you sang any time after that, you got a uh a voice coach. <laughs> It seems like he didn't. Uh, sure seems like uh, he didn't do... Well, sure seems like he didn't sing after that. Oh, uh, man. Um, do you think... I wonder if there's any reviews, like old reviews online of his singing. Oh, God, I, I don't want to look it up. But the reason I don't want to look it up is I don't want to read... I don't want to read something about that, about how bad it was. It's so, like... It's so... God damn it. Like, it... Ugh. And actually, I'll be honest. I'm not sure if it's sure if it's fully his fault because I I just simply don't think that the movie was that or that the music in this one was that good. Like by comparison to literally anything else, like it just music wise, it left so much to be desired. Like the music was sloppily written. Which is weird, because that hasn't been the case for, like, every other movie. With the exception of the eat the pale moonlight line that they gave to a fucking child. That was, that was, yeah. a, like, that was bad. Um, also, yeah. Judith Barcy was not the singer in that song. Uh, they got another I, I, girl to do the vocals for that. Uh, yeah, I just, it didn't sound like her. Um, and yeah. I was like, I wonder if that is her. I'm reading the Roger Ebert review from 1989, and I'm just kind of skimming it to see if he says anything about Burt Reynolds singing. He does say in this scathing review, which I, well, not scathing, it's like three stars. Uh, he, what did he say? He was like, the movie involves the adventures of Charlie B. Barkin, who not only has the voice of Burt Reynolds, but even a lot of the mannerisms. Hmm. Which feels true, but doesn't feel good. Like, I know that that's right, but it's certainly not good. Like, it, that's not a, that shouldn't be praise. Because this dog no, no, shouldn't sure. be carrying himself around like Burt Reynolds. Like, there's something about that that just doesn't work for me. And I think it's the fact that, like, Burt Reynolds was not talking into his microphone correctly. Oh! <gasps> 
<gasps> I'm sorry. Did you know that all dogs opened opposite of the Little Mermaid? Wait, as in they came out in the same week? They, I, I think so. That's what Roger Ebert, Roger Ebert from 1960. Oh, sorry, 60. Jesus. 1989. Yeah, oh. 1962. Um. Okay. Release dates Holy in the United fuck. States is November 17th for All Dogs. Oh uh, I don't know. When did Little what? It what, was the what? same day. No. Wow. Oh my god. There is no that's that that was so that was a dumb decision. That that was that was a stupid decision. (laughs) Truly the worst decision is to have on the same day. Oh my god. Mr. Blue thought he was doing something. He's like, I'm gonna show him. I don't know what he sounds like. I don't know why I made him sound like a little like villain. I'll make him sound normal. I am gonna show him. Was that normal? Well, I'm gonna show them. I mean, I'm just, I'm hamming it up. Um, I'll show Disney. They'll rue the day. (laughs) Yeah. They'll rue the day. Oh. They fucked with Don Bluth. Well, it made back twice its budget, so there is that. Good. Yeah. Honestly, I am glad to hear that because this movie isn't awful, but it certainly isn't as good as The Little Mermaid. And it certainly it like, but it certainly is a movie. It sure as fuck it's... is a movie. I actually love this film. Uh mm-hmm. <laughs> I I I know that's a controversial and hot 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 take. Uh and, and like it's just that there is so much going on, and I love that. I oh. love that there is just there's a new plot every ten minutes. Like Charlie is leaving his uh, his like life behind to start his own uh, gangster career, and so then like his boss, his former boss, like kills him essentially like makes a deal with him mm. and like it's, it's like a bad deal and he kills him and then charlie goes to heaven and then this dog's like well all dogs go to heaven and you can't go back now and then he goes back and then he's like okay how can i kill the the car face and then he meets this girl and she can talk to animals and he's like actually i'm just gonna steal you and kidnap you and she's an orphan and like and like that's just the first twenty minutes of the film. Fucking babies and gentle vays and other people. Welcome back. Uh we are today doing fucking all all dogs go to heaven. Um I was gonna say you didn't even invite the dogs. You said babies and gentle thems and not even any puppies in that, so <laughs> Fuck the mm. dogs. We're, we're the dogs. Go, these dogs are going to hell. Um, I, I hate. I hate you for saying that. <laughs> but we'll get into this. We're gonna get into this. Doggy uh, hell is very weird. But okay. Um, yeah, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> cinnamon tea with JV. Cinnamon tea with JV. I said cinnamon tea on accident. Cinnamon some... tea is delicious. Yeah. I, I do have some of that. It is too <gasps> hot for that right now. It is 73 you. degrees outside. Woo-hoo. 
Ooh, yeah, it's it, 71 over here. I don't understand why it's like that. First of all, we should never have the same weather. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> Fundamentally, that should not be happening. Technically, uh, on the West Coast in, in California, it's colder on the technicality of it. You said it's 73, it's 71 here, so. That is nonsensical that that is not okay but here we are like i'm just in here sweating in the booth and i'm like why am i sweating this is so weird and then i looked at the temperature thing and it said 73 and i'm like why is it 73 in the evening in fall that's that does not make sense um but like, i fine. do have an answer you're not gonna like it it's climate change haha <laughs> God, and I'm sure the fuckers in this movie didn't help. Anyway, we'll get yeah. there. We're we back on Bluthfest, baby. Bluthfest Bluth? 5. Is that is it the fifth movie? I just It was alliterative, and that's why I liked it. I think so. I might be wrong, but, like, mm -hmm. spiritually, I feel like that's correct, so we'll go with it. Yeah, Bluthfest 5, baby. Oh, now, man. Now, what did what did Donald Virgil Bluth bring us today? Is his middle name Virgil for real? <laughs> I don't know why that just like threw me through a loop, but I'm like, what? What a weird choice. Well, okay, so Don Bluth brought us some shit today. Um, now <laughs> it is Virgil. Wow, that's insane. Um, anyway, <laughs> Don Bluth brought us some wild shit today. Um some wild wild shit today mm -hmm. but you know what what i know i'm i know i was starting like coming out the gate kind of like harsh on this movie and that isn't fully going to change but what i will say is that this isn't nearly as bad as it could have been absolutely i uh, i think i think what it is and i love this movie but what mm -hmm. I think it is, is that there's, like, an insanity to it. Like, it's the insanity of everything that's happening in this one film. Because if, like, two of these things happened in this film, you'd be like, okay, yeah. Mm. Three of these things, you're like, wow, that's a lot, but okay. But, like, all of them happening at once, like, in mm -hmm. the same, like, span of, like, 80 minutes is a little, it can be... A lot. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is a really... Okay. First and foremost, this film is set in 1930s New Orleans? Mm-hmm. And there's, like, no black people. So thing number one. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking what? I'm, I'm noting that <laughs> as thing number one. There are uh... There are animals that are coded as black in very odd ways but we'll get to that in a second there's also uh, <laughs> like black voice actors for the animals as well but yes. continue no that 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 actually that does track and that makes sense the thing that that part i will also just give them credit for because that's like not a thing that i feel like it in what was this 89 yeah 89 mm. jesus christ this was the same year as the little mermaid i can't i'm <laughs> Which one do you think is better? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't. Uh... I don't think I need to go on record answering that. <laughs> I think everybody knows. I think everybody knows. 
Um, but I like truly, I don't, hmm. I don't dislike this movie. I I don't. It just got real. It was overwhelming. But the ending, I felt like, redeemed it a lot. Like, really a lot. That last scene really did a number at making this movie, like, good. For me, anyway. It it sounds like all you need to hear is someone say, I love you, to one another. And then you're like, I've actually... Everything about this movie is fine. Like, if Quentin Tarantino throwed in a few, like, threw, throwed, threw in a few, few uh, I love yous in, um, in, I don't know, like, Kill Bill or whatever, uh, then we're all, like, normal about it. No. Um, <laughs> no, not Quentin Tarantino. Nothing can redeem any of those fucking movies. I hate every Quentin Tarantino movie I've ever seen, except Kill Bill, but I was a child and I didn't know any better. And having rewatched it, I fucking hate all of his movies, including that one. Um, I'm going to say something controversial. I feel the same way about Wes Anderson. (laughs) Oh, no, that that feel that makes a lot of sense to me. I do not remember what movies he has made, though. Like, hold on, I'm going to look it up real quick. Yeah, yeah. While you do that, um, I'm just going to give like uh, uh, I I don't know if you want to spoil this film. Or not, but this film is exactly what it sounds like. I mean, not at all, but like, um, (laughs) there's a dog and he dies. He dies in the film. You see it happen. Um, Mm -hmm. He goes to heaven because he's told by a doggy angel that all dogs go to heaven. And then he decides to test this theory by stealing his life clock and reversing it so he can go back to Earth. And the doggy angel then says, well, you're going to hell. <laughs> uh, girl, you ain't gonna make it. You go, you gonna go right on down to the... Oh, now that I've seen... Okay. So now having looked at some of these, I, I, I largely agree with you, I think, about Wes Anderson. Um, I think there is potential with some of them but they're the ones that i wanted to see and never saw mm-hmm. if that makes yeah. like specifically the grand budapest hotel and darjeeling limited for some weird reason those are the two that i sort of wanted to see i no i get you i get you I think based uh, we on can get title, it but anyway that's we... separate um <laughs> yeah i was going to say we can get into this in a bit uh yes um let's... So, okay. So, yeah. So, fucking, fucking Charlie B. Barkin. I just realized that that's his full fucking name. (laughs) Charlie B. Barkin. Um, (laughs) Donald. (laughs) Donald. Donathan. Donald Virgil. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) What the fuck? Anyway, um, this is this is a really weird one. Um, and then Carface Carruthers. Why the fuck is his name Carface? Is his name Carface literally just because he goes on to like murder somebody? Like, is well, that Car- Carface? Okay, so Carface uh, is the kind of uh, antagonist of this film. 
And Charlie and Carface and a bunch of other people in this film are essentially in a mob. And I'm explaining mm -hmm. this because you'll then realize that Carface is like Scarface. Fucker. Fuck. Yeah. Motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Mother of shit. I... This movie makes me viscerally angry. <laughs> yeah. In, in like a very bizarre way, this movie kind of makes me mad. But and like... I just, I just, I want to share with you this little known fact uh, that two uh, voice actors of this film, uh, these were their final roles before their death. Mm-hmm. Two. Two of the, who were the two? Not, uh, well, Judith, this was a posthumous release, her last performance, but not... Yes. Which, got, that does make that last song and that last scene hit different. Mm -hmm. Like, extremely different. In a, oof. Yeah. That was, yeah, I think, I will... the reason I, like, felt exceptionally bad. I will say, um, I know we kind of avoided talking about it in Land Before Time, but we, I think yeah. it's fair to just kind of put our toes in just because of the uh the 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 importance and impact of the song but um uh, so this actress uh, uh judith barcy um was unfortunately uh 10 years old when she passed away um it was unfortunately a very um brutal um way that she you know left this earth and i don't think we should get into that but i think yeah, we should no. talk about um the fact that she had been um, a part of Don Bluth's films. So Land Before Time, she played Ducky. She was the mm -hmm. original voice of Ducky. And um, she was also obviously the uh, orphan from this film, the seven-year-old Anne Marie. Yeah, she sure mm -hmm. was. Who can uh, talk to and understand animals, which... Um, they j they leapt right in with that and didn't really explain that that was weird for a minute there, like they like <laughs> like I I was left wondering for a couple seconds there like is it weird that she can do this, and also how and why, like how did that happen? When did she develop? The there was a lot of backstory questions I had about that, but like you know what. I, I, I won't ask them because clearly they did not see fit to put them in the story. But a, a girl who can talk to animals, sure, let's go with it. That's fine. Um, well, I just think it's kind of slay of her, you know? I think that's very, like... <laughs> very Disney princess of her, and we do yes. love that for her. Yes. I do love that. I love to see it. I love to hear it. She yeah. She is also... Uh, she's an orphan and she has the ability to talk to animals so like she's kind of a mary sue if you think about it um <laughs> but, but like... <laughs> i wasn't ready for that i don't know why i don't know why that was specifically the word that i wasn't expected to hear like, yeah like, i, I think... mean <laughs> that was good that was good she's she was like an orphan well like think about it she's an orphan imprisoned by dogs which like what uh and then she gets kidnapped by another dog to like essentially do bets because they're all gangsters um oh, to boy. talk to so she talks to like horses to be like who's gonna win the race today or she talks to like the mice and like mice races and stuff 
so that <laughs> Charlie B. Barkin and his buddy Itchy, um, voiced by our Dom DeLuise, uh, yeah. uh, yes, King, uh, but um, she she does their bidding for them to make them money, like human money, which I'm like, who? So I know there's a lot happening in this movie, but like, what is the, who are they buying these things from? Like, are they going and doing their little shtick where they're like standing on each other's shoulders? That was into, like, adorable. That was doors? so cute. <laughs> that was... Or is, mm-hmm. well, I'm just like, is does capitalism exist within, I mean, capitalism exists within the dog world because we do see. Because they have a whole like thing. They have a whole. Right. Yeah. And honestly, oh. probably. Speaking of whole, do you want to talk about your kink meter? Oh, that's a good one. Okay. <laughs> so I'm giving it four because, like, okay. um, <laughs> I'm giving it four for this one. One for uh, furry, just general, like, general furry mm-hmm. vibes. It's it's yeah. there. We all know it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, two uh, or... What I'm going to just again term dogs that are hot, animals that are hot for some for some unknown reason and are probably in drag. Like that's that's number two, three strong domineering women. Which is like a certainly a thing for him, like we like it 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 comes up later and more so. Which is why I'm gonna list it as like a third one, and then right. Oh wait, no, actually, shit. Sorry, the the last two were technically one. So it's either that they were drag queens or they're just strong, domineering women. It's one or the other. Not quite sure which. Um, the third one is actually, uh, being tied up yet again. That was another one that happened several times, being tied up and dangled over something. And then number four, which was uh, possibly Vor? Like yeah. A, yeah. Um, yeah. Now, do you care explaining? Uh, well, people get eaten by other animals. Like, animals that are technically people get eaten by other animals that are also technically in the context of this movie people. Um, in that they are protagonists that we're supposed to be following, whatever, an antagonist and uh-huh. players in the thing. And we as humans are watching it and supposedly relating to them as if they are uh, human creatures. Um, and they eat each other. I don't know, so I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble for this, but I doubt anyone right. from like my past <laughs> listens to this. Um, I, have you ever met anyone who is into Vore? Because I... Had a friend from high school who I thought was going to tell me that he got somebody pregnant and like, Uh, I don't know, because he said it was so serious. He needed to talk to me after school. It was in high school. Uh, And he invited me over. We were hanging out and I was like, is everything okay? What's going on? And he's like, I have to tell you something. I'm into Vore. And I was like, okay. And I didn't know what that was. And he was like, do you know what Vor is? And I was like, I guess not. I mean, do you? I, I don't know what it was. I didn't know what it was. Oh, God. And <laughs> he explained it to me. And I just remember being like, oh. um, Did you do the homework last night? <laughs> B- 
Because what the I, fuck else are you supposed to say to that? Like, what? how else is that conversation supposed to go? Like, I, this was not a wow. kink-shaming experience. I'm shaming the... <laughs> I'm not shaming his kink. I'm shaming the fact that the conversation was just so awkward. And, like, why he wanted to tell me specifically. Mm-hmm. And, like... Just, uh, you know, again, not king shaming, you know, do your yums or whatever. Yeah, don't yuck other people's yums. Mm. Um, Do your yums, you know? Um, But, sorry. Might mildly king shame. Largely because the only Uh related one that I can possibly see to that one is cannibalism. Um, And I, I feel comfortable shaming that one um i'm not gonna get into that but i just i feel comfortable shaming specifically and only cannibalism that's the one that's 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 my line like that's that's my line for that's my line for when i will begin kink shaming is cannibalism um also love that it's that far out like I love that that's where my line is. It's way the fuck out yeah. there. But hey, yeah, it's it's cannibal <laughs> cannibalism levels of like all the way over there. Um, I'm so yeah. sorry. I didn't mean to make this about no, no. my former friend. <laughs> that is also fine. I mean, like it, it. Oh boy, that part just got a little uncomfortable. And that is connected to another thing that made that made me marginally uncomfortable, which is oh. um this thing that I believe they called in a video that I watched at some point, they called the big-lipped alligator. Now, here's the thing. First oh. of all, that title, racist as shit. But I'm I'm going to let that go because it, there's there was a reason for it. And it, and it, made, it made sense. I do not feel comfortable with the people who came up with that name. I was going to say, that is for sure a Doug Walker nostalgia critic joint, isn't it? Yes, it is. So yeah. I'm not I'm not comfortable with the people who made the term, but here's the thing. That is what that is. Uh that that was what what that little dude was towards the end of the movie. Um now that was a uh, year old Ken Page. Uh and I I need to note the way this character is listed on Wikipedia real quick. King Gator an American alligator and voodoo witch doctor living below the streets of New Orleans. Holy shit. Um. (laughs) Okay. Like, okay. First of all, that is what we got. That is who that was. Wow. The thing they neglected to mention there is that he was also a cult leader. Yeah. For some reason? If someone could just, like, go in and update the Wikipedia for All Dogs Go to Heaven. I'm banned from Wikipedia, so I can't. Um, (laughs) Yeah, my IP's been banned. Verified. Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah, so if someone else could go in there and do that, that would be great. Um, Yeah, because I don't know where they got Voodoo Witch Doctor out of that. But I wouldn't be surprised if that's how they described this alligator. Right. I, th- well, I, I posit that this is a sequel. Um, oh. This is a sequel movie. And that this movie is a sequel to Princess and the <gasps> Frog. 
Oh my fucking god! Ah. My reasoning for this is quite simple in that it connects via the alligator, but also um, this movie is like in the fiction of the movie like 10 years after that movie. It is! You're right! You know what? It is in 1920s New Orleans. Mm -hmm. uh, And... And 1920 at 1930s. 1930s. It's right there. Oh, God. oh my God. You're connecting so many dots. It makes wow. sense. And also, like, that is the last of the, uh, <laughs> that's the last of the actual canonical <laughs> black alligators. <laughs> black yeah, coated but, alligators. <laughs> but also, you're kind of giving all dogs go to heaven a lot of credit. Because oh, absolutely Princess yeah. and the Frog actually had black people in it. Yes. Yes, it did. <laughs> in um, 1920s New Orleans. Which makes it, like, okay. So, for me, that that makes... Hmm. It's weird to have that be the thing that makes that movie better for me. Um, also, the music is just objectively better in, um, in Princess and the Frog. Like, that's simply oh, for true. Sure. That's just a Disney movie, baby. I'm going to come at it because we're recording this a couple days before Halloween and literally about an hour and 15 minutes before I'm about to go do some religious practices of my own. Um, The portrayal of voodoo in this movie is non-existent because, which is why I'm like that one, like other than a random fucking cult under the streets of New Orleans for some reason. Like, other than that, like, that, like, without, like, that, that's it. That's, that's the portrayal. Which I don't know if that does more harm or less harm than most of Princess and the Frog. Simply based on Princess and the Frog's weird understanding of what it is and still managing to get it wrong. I get that. And, like, here, here's... Okay. He, I'm having a lot of thoughts on this theory now, which I do really love. Um, I, You know, I didn't expect to kind of... I expected to come into this space with you and be like, hey, they had 17 different plot elements to this movie. They she sure got fucking did. pneumonia randomly at, at, like, the last 20 minutes. The fucking 11th and, hour. <laughs> yeah, eleventh hour pneumonia with her magic orphan powers. Um, she did get adopted at the end. I thought we were gonna kind of explore like the fifty different stories this was telling. We for but sure instead will. We're, yeah. It, instead, I'm kind of in this place where I'm like, hmm. would how Tiana would probably be the like she could have adopted Anne Marie. Oh, that would have been like, so cute. Oh. Yeah, like where the fuck was uh, <gasps> Tiana and her boyfriend, her fiance? I can't remember his name. <laughs> uh, Naveen. He's so hot, though. Naveen. He's, Naveen. Naveen. he's <laughs> so hot. Not me forgetting Naveen, <laughs> the prince of that movie, because he's that relevant. Um, <laughs> yeah, I love him. He's not relevant to this movie. Uh, oh no! Other than the no, whole no, no. thing is his fault. But fine. Um, <laughs> God. Yeah. I, 
I love I do love that movie. I feel like I need to clarify that for the lovely listeners. I do love The Princess and the Frog. It's one of my favorites in general. That said, <laughs> mm. <laughs> mm. is yeah. Mm. It could have done better on certain things is how I'll leave that. But like back to this movie the music, um, who let Burt Reynolds sing? That was so fucking funny when you were like, <laughs> what? Because <laughs> it literally sounded like Norm MacDonald doing his Burt Reynolds impression. And it was just Burt Reynolds. Uh, like, it's so bad. It's so and he wasn't bad. even trying. It, like, it was almost like he was doing his hardest not to try. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like I, I literally went down to the went down to this bit here to just double check that he was actually singing. Mm-hmm. Um and it it doesn't say he wasn't, and it doesn't list somebody else as the singer. I, that makes me so upset. Um, for the simple reason of like, God, why did they why did they make this a musical when they knew they wanted him to be in this role? Presumably, that would have meant they would have checked to see if the fucker could sing. And I, as yeah. I say that, let me look at the let me look at his career and see if at some point he was a singer because I've been surprised by that shit before. Well, like, and that's here's the thing. Let's let's talk a little bit about the voice cast again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Burt Reynolds. Okay, um, we got our boy Dom DeLuise crushing his every role that he is given he especially under a dumbbell joint he is killing it he is mm-hmm. bringing his all he is he is I, 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 he he is the mo he's itchy itchford you know yes um, and the, he is just itchy um <laughs> and uh i'm sorry i got distracted by the fact that in the sequel all go dogs go to heaven too. Uh, they replaced Burt Reynolds with uh, Charlie Sheen, <laughs> which is that's some insane shit to know. Like that's, that's that is that is an insane fact. That is so funny to me. Uh, also, I feel a little funny. bit bad. Uh, this is not Burt Reynolds's first time singing. Um, oh, the Burt Reynolds released a fucking country slash easy listening album in nineteen seventy three. Bert, what the <laughs> hell? And and sang in two movie musicals. Along, oh, Bert. A long last, at, sorry, At Long Last Love. That's a terrible title. Um, And The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. Wow. But that's it. So, so why? It's almost as if, like he walked in there and he was like, I don't need a voice coach. I don't, I, I'm Burt Reynolds. I've done like 12 country albums or whatever the fuck. And then he sang and pe- people in the booth were like, well, we can't tell him this sucks. He's Burt Reynolds. You know? Mm. That upsets me a lot. I feel they like should have told him. Like, it's, it's <laughs> not good. I mean, rest in peace, Burt. Like, uh, but 
Brother, I hope that if you sang any time after that, you got a uh, a voice coach. <laughs> it seems like he didn't. Sure seems like uh, he didn't do... Well, sure seems like he didn't sing after that. Oh, uh, man. Um, do you think... I wonder if there's any reviews, like old reviews online of his singing. Oh, God, I, I don't want to look it up. But the reason I want to look it up is I don't want to read... I don't want to read something about, that, about how bad it was. It's so, like, it's so, god damn it. Like, it, ugh. And actually, I'll be honest, I'm not sure if it's, sure if it's fully his fault. Because I, I just simply don't think that the movie was that, or that the music in this one was that good. Like, by comparison to literally anything else. Like, it just music-wise... It left so much to be desired. Like the music was sloppily written, which is weird because that hasn't been the case for like every other movie, with the exception of the the pale moonlight line that they gave to a fucking child. That was that was yeah. The, like that was bad. Um, also, yeah. Judith Barcy was not the singer in that song. Uh, they got another I, I, girl to do the vocals for that. Yeah, I just, it didn't sound like her. Um, and yeah. I was like, I wonder if that is her. I'm reading the Roger Ebert review from 1989. And I'm just kind of skimming it to see if he says anything about Burt Reynolds singing. He does say in this scathing review, which I, well, not scathing. It's like three stars. Uh he, what did he say? He was like, the movie involves the adventures of Charlie B. Barkin, who not only has the voice of Burt Reynolds, but even a lot of the mannerisms. The, mm, which feels true, but doesn't feel good. Like, I know that that's right, <laughs> but it's certainly not good. Like, it, that's not a, that shouldn't be praise. Because this dog no, no, shouldn't sure. be carrying himself around like Burt Reynolds. Like, there's something about that that just doesn't work for me. And I think it's the fact that, like, Burt Reynolds was not talking into his microphone correctly. <gasps> I'm sorry. Did you know that all dogs opened opposite of The Little Mermaid? Wait, as in they came out in the same week? This, I, th I think so. That's what Roger e Roger Ebert from 1960, I'm oh, sorry, 60, Jesus. 1989. Oh. Yeah, 1962. Um, okay, release dates Holy in the United fuck. States is November 17th for All Dogs. Oh uh, I don't know. When did Little, what? what it was you know the what? same day. No! Wow. Oh my god. There is no that's that that was so that was a dumb decision. That that was oh that was a stupid decision. Holy <laughs> Truly shit. the worst decision is to have Mr. these Bluth, on the same day. Oh my god. Mr. Blue thought he was doing something. He's like, "I'm going to show him." I don't know what he sounds like. I don't know why I made him sound like a little like villain. I'll make him sound normal. I am gonna show him. Is that normal? I well, I'm gonna he... show them. I mean, I'm just, I'm hamming it up. Um, I'll yeah. show Disney. They'll rue the day. <laughs> yeah. They'll rue the day. Oh. That they fucked with Don Bluth. 
Well, it made back twice its budget, so there is that. Well, that's good. Yeah. Honestly, I am glad to hear that, because this movie isn't awful, but it certainly isn't as good as The Little Mermaid. And it certainly, it like, but it certainly is a movie. It sure as fuck it's... is a movie. I actually love this film. Uh, mm. I, I I know that's a controversial and hot, hot, hot take. Uh, and, and, like, it's just that there is so much going on. And I love that. I oh. love that there is just, there's a new plot every 10 minutes. Like, Charlie is leaving his uh, his like life behind to start his own uh, gangster career, and so then like his boss, his former boss, ki- like kills him essentially, like makes a deal with him, mm-hmm. and like is it's like a bad deal, and he kills him, and then Charlie goes to heaven, and then this dog's like, well, all dogs go to heaven, and you can't go back now, and then he goes back, and then he's like, okay. How can I kill the the car face? And then he meets this girl and she can talk to animals. And he's like, actually, I'm just going to steal you and kidnap you. And she's an orphan. And like, and like, that's just the first 20 minutes of the film. I, okay. So thinking about why it might be like that, like why it might have all of these story beats. Looking at the story credits here. There's ten people credited. Oh fuck yeah, fuck yeah! I thought it was just one guy with ADD. There's like, one. Th- I... The screenplay, the screenplay by credit is to David N. Weiss, who is the last person listed in story by. Of all this is awesome. ten of these people, holy this movie shit. is awesome. Uh, I also have to admit, like mm-hmm. visually. The movie- also a slam dunk um i feel like it's such a step up uh for don blue movie and we're gonna see a lot of that in uh rocket even i talked about that even i think i said a few things and then i let madeline go off oh yeah she loves that movie oh yeah dear listeners we are recording this out of order but we might release these in order Oh shit! I, I did I not have, know that. Largely because I haven't edited the other one yet. Um, <laughs> it's fine. Okay, well, it's out of order. Uh, and you're gonna fine. when you hear the Rock Doodle episode. Oh, uh, spoilers! Madeline's gonna be in it. That's awesome. Hell yeah! Very exciting. I'm very good to have her back. Um, One thousand percent. And we had also a nuts time, but not as nuts as this film. I feel like. Uh. Uh. But like you, you see in terms of technical ability, such like a step up um, huh. from from the previous films. I feel like there's so much more interesting, and even though All Dogs Go to Heaven ha- has a lot going on with the plot, like a lot, yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's just still such a step up in terms of the visuals. And and you, you know, you even mentioned while we were watching, like a step up on the audio. Yes. Well, the audio the audio definitely sounded better in relation to things that were directly happening on screen. Um, things sounded like they were mixed better. Like, those things felt like they spent a little bit more time on them in a way that, like, really did pay off. I, I don't know that I fully 
feel the same in terms of visuals. Again, maybe that is due to washing this out of order because it does a little bit feel like whatever needed to be ironed out after this one for Rockadoodle, they did. Like, if that makes okay. sense. So that might be just the reason it was hitting me kind of differently. Um, well, I, I guess in terms of like, I guess in terms of like BG, the strong background, sorry. Oh, no, in terms fine. of background, mm -hmm. uh, I feel like the strongest Bluth so far has been, like at least that I can remember, is American Tail. Uh -huh. um, okay, but in terms yeah. of color design, I feel like this film really pops. Oh, that's um, true. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of like the models that were used, um, uh, in terms of like the characters, the props, I, I think that really pops. Uh, maybe not so much the backgrounds. Mm -hmm. I feel like the m backgrounds were very um, true to form to like Don Bluth films, but uh, still beautiful. Don't get that twisted. Yeah. Um, not as breathtaking, though, as the American Tale backgrounds. Because again, yeah. I vividly can, I could tell you exactly what that last shot looks like, you know? Totally, yeah um like there seemed to be less like less concern with certain visuals like during the meat the meat of the movie like like mm -hmm. during the like the actual races themselves they paid oh, yeah. attention there but like the scenes leading up to and surrounding the races a little bit less so there felt For like sure. there was more heavy use of rotoscoping for all of the human beings, which makes sense. I, but like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I'm not even, I'm honestly not even going to knock it for that because I think that that does make sense to do. I think it also saves time and energy a little bit um, in terms well, of getting the movement yeah. down and getting it smooth. So I don't know. I was going to say, it is, it is difficult to animate a four legged creature. Um, I mean, it's not like the most difficult thing you can do in animation, but like, mm -hmm. especially like, I remember learning about how to animate horses in college. Oof. Fucking sucked. Uh, like, Sounds bad, and, honestly. Yeah, yeah. And like, there's, there's, I mean, to have a whole film mm -hmm. where your main characters and even your side characters and yeah. your minor characters are all four-legged creatures, mm -hmm. uh, that is intense that that's that's an incredible feat really absolutely. but it is also very intense intense yeah absolutely so then i can see taking less time on then like the individual people that are walking in the background of which there were more this time around than in previous right. so like i i will also give it credit that like yes i caught when that happened but it wasn't like it wasn't a problem like it wasn't a bad thing i was like ooh. I like that I know what this is and can point out that this looks different and I know why it looks different and why it looks the way it does. It's yeah. almost like a, I'm more, I guess, at this point, celebrating the fact that I know what that is. <laughs> Which is mm -hmm. not, like, a great, <laughs> that's not, it's fine. Um, But, like. Oh, I yeah. think you should be proud. Uh, absolutely. Ooh, we should, yeah, <laughs> celebrate your learning and, like, your wins because. I, Here's my thing. Hot take. Mm -hmm. Not everyone's going to like this. Uh, animation uh, is not... I mean, everyone knows this. Animation is not a... It's a medium, not a genre. Uh, oh, and yeah. understanding animation is to understand filmmaking. Mm -hmm. um, 
And it's like learning about uh, like how light works in live action movies or, you know, that stuff. Like, I think I think people should if you're in film, you should know this. If you if you not you don't have to know the ins and outs like most animators, but, you know, it is filmmaking. It is a style of filmmaking. And if you are learning about your experimental styles in your film classes, then why not learn about animation? So, yeah. you know, hot take. Honestly, <laughs> that checks out. That does make sense. The main, <laughs> so the the way that I learned about rotoscoping um, was not just through, like, was not through just watching these movies. It was um, initially because I watched uh, a Folding Ideas video on uh the lord of the rings which i will make a note oh, to yeah. myself to include uh to include in the thing just because i i like oh, that yeah. video a lot it's uh, it's such a good video i um, love folding ideas hell yeah um very very good video um but it was on uh the ralph bakshi lord of the rings um of a, a, a director i was never going to suggest that we did a thing for here because i don't want to watch <laughs> that fucker's movies i really Ooh, don't <laughs> i have heard stories let me tell you <laughs> like, i have like no intention of watching most of those because it sounds like a bad time for me um and it sounds like it just wouldn't be that good of a thing but like i that was how at least i learned about how the technique worked because they, they had a whole section in there about that specifically so Mm -hmm. Then I was like, oh, now I understand that a little bit more and can, like, spot that. I always appreciate, like, a learning experience uh, thing like that. I, I don't know. I just, I I like the fact that I can identify it. And, like, when I see it in something that is a little bit older, that my response is, ooh, okay, ah, yeah, nice. That's it. Yeah. Full, full scope of the reaction to it. But there, it it does a little bit get. Um, there were some moments during again certain sequences where there was just like a bunch of people, where it almost felt like it was getting a little muddy because of that. Um, mm -hmm. But I again would assume that that was more editing than anything else, like being wonky, um, and like just having to include those people on a background that was for sure painted. Um, and like that just and it's yeah. standing out because of that which again not a problem just a noticeable thing that i sort of clocked yeah. during that sequence um i don't know i find rotoscoping fascinating and fun and i like it so um oh yeah i i could uh, honestly i i remember the first time i kind of comprehended what rotoscoping was um is the um uh, the Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds sequence uh, from Yellow Submarine. Oh, uh, shit, The yeah. Beatles film. Yeah. And once I comprehended that, uh, I was like, oh, my God. There's so much rotoscoping that happens in animation, like, everywhere. And it's it's almost this idea of, like, you have these, like, really smooth, like, outlines and you can do anything with them you can add anything to them you know like with lucy and this guy with diamonds uh it, it's all just like as the frames go it's just like painted different colors each frame and like it's all uh it, it it's like it's so cool it's such a fascinating process you know mm -hmm. absolutely um 
I, I think thinking about this movie a little bit more, I think there's like, I don't know. There's there. Hmm. I like, I, okay. I'm not going to say I didn't like this because I did have a good time watching this. I, I mean, we always do. Like, it's a fun time to watch a cute little movie. That's always a cute yeah. thing. But I do think that, like, this could have benefited from a few uh, edits script-wise. Wrong! It's a perfect film! <laughs> <laughs> this could have used some story revision. Uh, but, like, but also... I don't know that, like, I don't know that it necessarily did anything wrong. It just included a lot. Like, I think, I think almost, huh. Not that I would ever want a remake of this, because that just sounds like a disaster. But if they were going to do that, I wouldn't mind seeing this same story, but a little bit longer. In that, if you have more time, you can like accomplish more of these things over a longer period of time so it doesn't all feel crunched together. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Yeah. It has, I enough, respect that. It has no. enough to it that it could be a two hour movie and I would actually be fine with that. Um mm -hmm. I don't know. I maybe dive I in a little bit more to the backstory of why the hell this small child can just talk to animals out of nowhere. I know I'm just supposed mm -hmm. to accept that, but that is <laughs> it's still just confusing to me. <laughs> well, I think I think you know that for a while in like the the like sixties and seventies and eighties, animation was seen as such like uh and and this isn't this is just my opinion. This is not like mm -hmm. this is not gospel or anything. Uh, but in my opinion, uh, I feel like animation was seen as such like a, a like a grab like a quick you can make a quick movie and then like or a quick tv show and then like make a bunch off of the toys that came off of it you know especially in the 80s they really perfected that with like gi joe and transformers and stuff like that um and and i feel like with big studios uh or bigger studios uh they started kind of gearing towards making more like back to like the story and really honing in on what's happening in that story. And I feel like what happened was someone on this film was really excited to tell one story. And then another person was really excited to tell another story. And there's all these people who are really excited to tell these stories and they all kind of get put together in like a big story mush. Um, where I feel like, I don't know, uh, I, I feel like there is a lot of points, and I think it still makes a cohesive film. Yeah. Uh, I, I, but I do feel like that there's a lot of points that are like, oh, well, you could have cut that. Or like, oh, you could have expanded upon that. Like, yeah. oh, is, is this needed? Will that do? Blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I might have cut... Um... Oh, never mind. I was about to say I might have cut uh uh the the character played by uh Charles Nelson Riley, but um mm -hmm. that would largely because the character felt like a gay stereotype, but the thing is is it was just mm -hmm. straight up played by a gay man, so there is also that. Um which mm -hmm. is another thing that yet again I've got to give him credit for. He really spent time hiring the gays. 
just hiring the <laughs> out gays, the, the yes. gays who were out at the time, and putting them mm-hmm, in children's mm-hmm. movies, which is an, a whole thing that I find, particularly because this was like, the, this was the 80s. This was the, yeah. this was the 80s. <laughs> and right, the, and right. all Late of the 80s. weight that that carries, <laughs> all of the weight yeah. that it carries to say that a thing was happening in the 80s, and also just gays were involved. Um, just inherently like going out of the way to show like support by working with people who are yes talented but like um still like it uh at the time it was still just difficult to i mean shit it's still difficult now like people just get massively uncomfortable with the concept of queer people being in children's media now it was just even worse then like now, right, it feels, right. Now it does feel like they do just a little bit. They'll accept it if it's just a gay dude or even a lesbian. That's fine. That's fine mm-hmm. at this point. It's it's it, they're on thin ice, but it's fine. <laughs> now, I do want to yeah. say, uh, 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 like it, it, like you hit upon something that's so important that like. This was the late 80s. This was 1988 or 89, 89 that this came out. Um, and if you remember what we mentioned, this came out opposite of Little Mermaid. Yeah. Who had an antagonist who was essentially a drag queen um, or based off of a drag queen. So seeing that versus what's happening in All Dogs Go to Heaven, where you have actively out LGBT people, you know, mm-hmm. a part of this, you know, it, it's... It's kind of shows like where these people's minds were at, you know? Yeah. Like they definitely <laughs> like <laughs> even if King Gator just actively murders somebody in one of the last frames that we see the villain of this movie. Um <laughs> which sure. Um like that was still played by a gay man. Um that like and that is great. And also like we we had I don't know, man. Like, just even, like, I will say, this still contains, like, a gay sidekick. Not a gay villain, but a gay sidekick, which is yeah. interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Like, a gay sidekick that is just fully misnamed because the sidekick's name is Killer. Um, <laughs> I did love that. Uh, mm-hmm. I did, I was looking at something and he's, uh, that, that dog is a schnoodle. A schnoodle? A schnauzer poodle. And I was like, yeah, I was like, oh, a schnoodle. Oh, yeah. That checks out. That's a very gay dog. I see it. (laughs) That's that's an exceptionally homosexual dog. I think one of my favorite moments, um, one of my absolute favorite moments in this was um, when, (laughs) was when... (laughs) Oh God! Was when Burt Reynolds uh, um is talking to this 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 angel um and says uh, you've you've got rhythm that's not common in a whippet and I fully thought that he said that's not common in women and I was like what <laughs> sir sir that was so fucking funny <laughs> you took like a minute of just like processing of like what like, <laughs> like excuse me. Like, says that. the guy who cannot fucking sing for his life you can't... <laughs> quite literally it's like y'all 
you're trying to tell this woman that she that it's weird that she can dance. Sit here like, hey, hey, she is an angel. Put some respect on her name. She is Put literally some an angel. <laughs> also, whippets um, are dogs that also to me look like mistakes. Uh, I feel sad saying that, but the reason that I say this is that um, they look like they're going to have health conditions. Like, they objectively look like they will have heart conditions. Um, uh, growing up, I knew two whippets. Uh, not personally, they were my neighbor's dogs. Um, both of them just looked extremely anxious. Just, like, very nervous to be alive. Um, and... I always thought maybe that they were just, they're just dogs with anxieties, you know? Yeah. 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 I mean, the, yes. Yes. The amount of dogs just generally that have anxiety is also wildly high, just overall. Mm -hmm. um, but this one being in particular one that is prone to, actually, oh no, by comparison to other dogs, this, the, this breed of dog has fewer health issues. Um, other than heart arrhythmias, which, not gonna lie, heart arrhythmias is still fucking serious. Like that's still a serious yeah. issue. But at the same time, still not great. You know, like it's they're so fast. They are. They are. And that was that was what they were made for. Um, yeah. Honestly, pugs are worst. Uh, but like, I look at them and I think we we did like hyper design a a. a an animal when I look at them and that always yeah. makes me feel like slightly uncomfortable. Um no, time, no, I, mean, I get there you. They, there they go. Just being being them good good boys and, and good girls doing the doing the sniffies and the runnies and the Was Charlie a German Shepherd? Yes. Which okay. is why that whole section thought. of that one song where they're like, he's a little bit of this and a little bit of that and a little bit of a right, racist stereotype right. and then another. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, this guy is just like a German shepherd, though, right? And like, I was kind of sitting there like, yeah, but he's like a German shepherd. <laughs> like, like he's, it's fine. He's simply a German shepherd. Like, he's very simply just a German shepherd. But I don't yeah. know. Um though oh hold on hmm. the model for the oh my god the model for charlie was a german shepherd appropriately named bert that's really oh, fucking like bert, cute bert reynolds transformed into a dog for this role that's so fucking cute. <laughs> not the not the the dog they based this dog on was bert aka bert reynolds the dog Wow. And he transformed into a dog overnight and he went bark bark gang and he came in and he did his little like hey oh. guys. <laughs> I I don't know. This um, movie I did seem to shift mm -hmm. like locations a lot. Like and by locate I mean like where the yeah. studio was. Like it went from the United States to the UK to Ireland and just like Right. So wow. So something that I did send you, yeah. um but that I noticed was, like, in the Blues Dublin studio, Robert Town visited them um, because I guess, like, so the, the entire crew was just, like, going through several weeks of deadlock for, like, the story of it. And this dude just, like, read the script, went to the bathroom, came back, and he's like, here's what you're going to do. And this is going to be a simpler script. 
And so this is the simplified script that we got. I just want to clarify Robert that. Town, Robert Town wasn't credited in this movie, was he? <laughs> like, cause like, like, I feel like, okay, that, that checks out that like one person would have shown up and just been like, is what you're going to do. <laughs> I don't know. Again, is what you're going to do. I don't know who this man is. Like really, like I don't, I don't actually know this man, but like I, if that's just how that happened, that's wild. Like just um, walked in and be like, he let's was... help out and like fi finish this up because something here is just not going smoothly. Oh man, um, he is the uh, writer uh, uh, at the time. Uh, he won a bunch of awards for writing Chinatown. Oh, um. And uh, now he uh, he he won an award, I think, recently for Mad Men uh, ah. when that was still on. I don't know why I said it like that. Mad Men recently for um, Mad Men. <laughs> Mad Men. It's also yeah, call it's from Mad Men. Calling Mad Men recent. <laughs> I know, I know, but like in terms of like after 1989. That's fair. um. Yeah, which is just, like, very funny. Um, this guy just strolled up, read the script, took a piss, and came back, and he's like, this is what you're gonna do. I'm going to fix your script. Uh, and this like, is I'm the simplified version. And, and again, I want to emphasize, as I've said twice already, the simplified version of the script. Which is insane. Like, this is, no, this is not simplified anything. This is... This is a, like, rather than simplify the script, what I think he did is, like, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take all of these story elements. I will make them work together. Work together. Yeah. That's in air quotes. Like, because I'm not saying that it doesn't, but I'm saying he was like, these need to all work together because we are deadlocked in that people are going to walk if this doesn't get fixed. So yeah. here's what we're going to do. And this is how I'm going to say that you should fix this. And also a little bit like. Okay, yeah, no, he did. It, he did say like he came in to talk to. Well, actually, hold on. Did he talk to the full crew or did he just talk to one person about it? I don't know. I wasn't there. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's fair. I just it's one of those like, I feel like if you just sort of like if he just said like if he he was visiting Don Bluth one day and was like, "Hold on, I gotta go take a leak," and then came back. It's like, okay, this is the solution. This is how you walk back into that room and everybody's happy. Which, like, I don't know why that makes it like easier to me, but like imagining that he that he sat down with like one to two people and was like, "This is how we condense this down and make it something manageable." Um. That make it work. Make it manageable, quote unquote. It's not manageable, yeah. but like it's like it's way too much for a script. It be the way, honestly, I hate to say it, I would cut the alligator, but like not in like but not really either. Like there are two characters that in theory I would say could be cut in that like you will still get the whole story. Even if they just show up out of the blue randomly. And and who's the other character? The other one is the sidekick. Oh. Like, I 
you were gonna say the the orf like the the woman with the many many children who you thought were Burt Reynolds' kids. Oh yeah, because they fucking because they partially look like him, and their relationship isn't fucking explained. But so <laughs> they call him un- like Uncle Charlie, Unky Charlie. They, they called him Uncle Charlie, but they sure had like a, he he sure seemed to have a certain relationship with that mother a little bit. Like I don't know. They seem to have a vibe. I caught a vibe. Yeah. But maybe they, I'm wrong. They definitely fucked. No, they definitely <laughs> fucked. Uh I don't know if he's the father of the kids, but they definitely they have a history for sure. Uh, like for sure. They've uh hold on. Was she a hold on, what type of dog was she? Was she a Oh, she was the rough. She was the rough collie. Also, what yeah. a name! A rough collie. Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. that's what feels mean. Um, played by Lonnie Anderson, who is exactly as blonde as I thought she would be. So you're gonna love this. Uh, so Lonnie Anderson, mm-hmm. uh, was in fact dating Burt Reynolds when this movie came out. That checks out. That makes a so lot of sense. So that's probably the tension you're getting, that vibe. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Ooh, wow. Yeah. Oh, she was a yeah. oh, she was one of them blonde bombshells out of Hollywood. Good for her. Good for yeah. her. I mean, yeah. damn. Damn, she looked good. Okay, work. Yes, bitch. I know that's right. Is she out here still working? I feel almost sad that she's still working. I don't think she needs to, but I mean, damn. Like, I don't know. In any case, she she looks great. She looks great in her in her photo on the from 2019. God damn. Okay, work Good for her. That's a, a, a plastic surgery had to have a hand in that because that is, but like only a little bit, like a little bit of filler. Absolutely. She looks no, very no. useful I mean, she... for like. How old is she? Oh. She looks extremely useful say, for 77. <laughs> like, what? I mean, hey, <laughs> you know, Cher, we get it. Cher's been around for how long now? That's uh, I could totally see. Cher is like 76, uh, and she still looks like that. So. That's true. There's, oh, Cher was you can plastic get work surgery, done. though. That was, that's plastic yeah. surgery. You can see it all over her. No offense to you. You can. It's good plastic surgery. Like she, it the yeah. plastic surgery is good, but at the same time, it's still it's it's there. Um, yeah. And and honestly, again, whatever the fuck they want to do, do that because it's clearly working. Like mm-hmm, they clearly mm-hmm. look great, and I love that for them. Um. I don't know. Like I, I have feelings about this movie that are quite simply just that last scene made it, made it all work for me. But also, I, I a little bit, and I that my mild complicated feelings on like people who are just assholes to small children, and then like at the very end have a change of heart. Fair, everyone in this movie was an asshole to that child. That except for true. the human parents. That is um, true. But I do want to hear your rating of this. Hit him with the rating, baby. Oh boy, I'm gonna call this a mid-tier of the Don Bluth movies. Um, which okay. so 
if I was doing this in a list so far of what we've seen um, and like quality and things that I liked, I would say at the top of the list is, oh boy. I'm going to say The Secret of Nim is at the top of the list. I think I I really liked that one, like a lot more yeah. than I was expecting. Um, yeah. And followed closely by... Uh, uh, followed pretty closely, and I, I'm going to include Rockadoodle in this list, um, so mild spoilers for the folks out there. Uh, followed, I think, mm -hmm. pretty closely probably by this one, by this movie. Um, okay. And then An American Tale. I think the music was better in American Tale, but I think... Actually, no. American Tale is second. This is third. Uh, A Land Before Time is fourth. No, uh, Rockadoodle is fourth. Amer um, A Land Before Time is fifth. There we go. That's where we're at. I respect that. I yeah. think Secret of Nim is my third. Okay. Where I think... Uh, American Tale and um, All Dogs Go to Heaven are kind of switch places, but otherwise, I'd I'd agree. Yeah. I can see that. That checks out to me. It's like they're all good yeah. and like these little. They keep right. feeling like these hidden gems that I just never saw when I was little, and that yeah, it does have that fun little vibe. Um, I say, <laughs> and it does. I don't know. There was a lot of boozing and and smoking in this movie which I feel a little wild about. Not the, just in the, in the like tone of a kid's movie, it feels weird to have this level of smoking. No, and, and I think it was shortly thereafter, there was like the, the laws that went into place for like smoking in public and stuff like that. Oh, so. oh okay. Oh yeah, I guess that, yeah. that does make sense. Cause there, I keep forgetting that like in the eighties, there wasn't like a law that said you couldn't like smoke anywhere you wanted to. <laughs> God, yeah. people were just out there living the wildlife of smoking on airplanes and shit. Yeah, we were getting fucked. God. But here's here's the thing. So the next episode that the listeners will hear is probably going to be Rockadoodle. But oh, the yeah. next episode we're going to record is going to be a special one, <gasps> Thumbelina. I'm so fucking excited for Thumbelina. I, I, yeah. I'm going to get in real close. I am so excited for Thumbelina. Ooh. I'm so Ooh, excited for Thumbelina. I, I, the, Thumbelina is the movie that I, as we discuss, we did discuss this in the other thing, so I won't say it again at this point. There's a, there's a, no. a through line between um, certain experiences, say experiences certain folks had with Rockadoodle, um, that carries <laughs> in for me to Thumbelina. Um, there i like that yeah. i like leaving it at that yes. yeah yes and, and we're on gonna that get into note, it woo yeah. yeah um the people can find you at, at hey val patron on the internet right that's where yeah yeah that's twitter you just find me on twitter everywhere else is like irrelevant but like <laughs> h-e-y-v-a-l-p-e-t-r-o-n-e -E. that's where you can find me on twitter.com um you can watch Big State of Greens if you want to. You'll see my name in the credits. I worked on it. Yes. Uh, I've, I'm also, uh, well, no, it's okay. I'll tell you later about that Ooh. project. Wink. Oh my god. Wink. 
<laughs> we will get to that. Ah, um, yeah. Dear, thank you for having me, JB. Absolutely. Thank you for this, dear listeners. Thank you guys so much for checking in with us once again. Um, this we are recording this one differently than before. We used to record on Zencaster. Zencaster has been an asshole as of late. So, uh, we're Ooh. shifting over to recording via the robot named Craig. <laughs> Uh, in Craig. the Discord server. Um, I love this bitch. At some... He goes, now recording. <laughs> I love that. Absolutely. And it... Don't ask me my opinions two years ago when we were recording Losers of Love Story, because I think I fucking hated Craig. Oh, but... yeah. They improved <laughs> Craig, like, a lot, apparently, in the last couple of years. Like, that, uh, there was a lot of updates, um, at least according to the, the Craig Discord server. Um, now, yeah. uh, I, I, I guess... The only thing I've got left to tell the people is to be well, do as much good work as they possibly can. Eventually, there will be an actual Discord server for the folks to join should they want to and hang out with yeah. and hang out with people. Um, but I, I want to come yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> At this point, I don't know. It might be this one, but I might keep this one just for guests. Um, I don't know. Who yeah, knows? That's right. I, I like having a recording booth here. It's real nice. Um, and I don't want to accidentally have a, have one of these where, like, <laughs> where people just enter the recording during the middle of a recording. Like, that's the, that's the main reason I don't necessarily want this one to Just like, there. hi! Yeah. <laughs> but, like, you know, maybe at some point. In any case, be well, do as much good work as y'all possibly can do, and of course, as always, as forever, stay safe out there. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Cinema Tea with JV. If you like the show, please leave a rating or a review, five stars please, and let me know what you liked about it. You can also leave recommendations for what movies I should cover in the actual review itself. I would greatly appreciate that. If you feel like following me on social media, feel free to do so. I'm at RedBlackGolden on pretty much all social media. You can follow the show account specifically at CinemaTJV on Twitter. And in general, I would totally appreciate it if you would be maybe willing to share the show with a friend or two, get them listening, see if, uh, see if you can get that going. Anyway, I won't take up too much more of your time. Y'all stay safe out there now, you hear?